This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I want to share with you three things that I think points to the younger generation being more successful when it comes to relationships. Stay tuned. Hi, and thank you for joining Dating While Black's radio podcast. Dating While Black was created to open real dialogue between the sexes in hopes that it will foster positive exchange and help cultivate our communities. The radio segments will address issues that relates to the world, our communities, relationships, and everything in between. So sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy this segment. Now, this isn't to say that any other generation is doomed, (laughs) not at all, but I do want to point out three things that the younger generation had access to that maybe the older generation did not, or that I know, at least the third thing that I'll display, I know my generation nor the generation after me had coming up, right? So let's start this off. Number one, I am a parent of a child that was born in the early 2000s. And that group of children were raised during the time that the Internet was still new. Right. And I say new, it wasn't brand new, but it was still new. So if you were a a parent of a child that was born during that time frame or a little bit earlier or so, then you had access to information that you would normally have to either get from television or from a bookstore or the library. You had access to this information at the tip of your fingers, right? So for those parents who were very involved in molding and raising and really hands-on about the future of their child, they use those uh, websites and articles as a resource to help mold their children. I remember watching shows that basically talked about the best type of toys to get your children to help develop their motor skills. I remember reading articles on how to, you know, how to help your your toddler advance and excel uh, in 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 communication. Right? Uh, there was even even educators were shifting to gear towards having kids express their feelings. I remember um, 
a lot of focus being around children. Now, that might be because at that time I was a parent, right? But what I can say that when my my parents were, were brand new parents, I know obviously they didn't have access to the amount of resources that that I did but there was you know a push to make sure that you know children are getting the proper education but I I I struggle with the amount of accessibility that our parents had to help mold us to the best that we can be as far as on an emotional scale right um, so number one, there was such a push and access to parents who wanted to know on how to help better their children, better their children's chances of success, uh, be it in academic sports, but most importantly, emotionally and dealing with building self, building of self-esteem. I remember, um, Reading And of course, this isn't new, but it was new to me. And had I not had access to the Internet, I wouldn't have known. Right. But finding out that how much classical music helped stimulate the child's mind to where, you know, we had shows like Little Einstein's that had that type of, you know, classical music that that helped develop, you know, the, their intellectual capacity. So I would say, number one, the internet really helped. And it helped us because there's no guideline and no playbook on raising a child. So that's number one. The second thing I would say is reality television. Reality television. The closest thing my generation or my parents had to and I'll say my, I guess my parents had to, um, getting information on television on, on, uh, behaviors and, and, and behavioral patterns as it relates to relationships was talk shows. Uh, Oprah, my mom watched a talk show by the name of Donahue, um, just, she watched Sally Jesse Raphael <laughs> or things that my mom watched while I was a kid coming up. And, you know, I wasn't watching that type of stuff. It wasn't of interest to me. But now my child is watching Dr. Phil, right? I don't know if Dr. Phil could have worked back then, but I know he's working now. And my daughter is watching these shows and she's she's been watching them for years and she loves them she loves those type of shows and they give information it not only helps um all of our ability to identify you know healthy and non-healthy uh interactions with people and relationships it opens up the conversation to for people to have to you know make sure that they're acting in a way that is healthy as well so we have now we have reality television shows on top of these these talk shows on the reality television shows regardless if you believe it's scripted or not you see 
and of course this is of course this is my number two you see the dynamics between men and women men and men and women and women you see how people act you see a pattern every year you're able to point out things that doesn't seem right that doesn't look right that doesn't seem authentic you're able to call you know (laughs) certain things before they happen as relates to relationships regardless of what show that you watch there's certain there's certain elements uh of a person's life that we can all relate to either as us personally or someone that we know and it helps younger people when they get older automatically know how to deal with certain situations like the that group of people they're 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 toxic right or i've they may not say, okay, yeah, I was watching uh, Housewives of Atlanta and on episode so-and-such, this is what happened. No, it's just a collective of them having access and exposure to how people communicate. Now, not saying that reality television shows should raise kids or younger people or it shows them how to act. I think when you raise a child intellectually and they grow up, they're able to determine on their own what's normal behavior and what's not. But if they take away and look at the full picture, then they can identify with, they can identify, not with, but they can identify trouble areas. And and to be honest with you, that generation doesn't really from my knowledge, watch too much reality television. They do. In some cases, in some cases, they don't. Each person's different. But they do have that access to see how people interact. Before, when I was 15, 16, 17, I wasn't talking about red flags. That came from social media and reality television shows. I didn't communicate and didn't talk about or neither was my peers talking about, you know, narcissist and narcissistic personality disorder. That just wasn't commonplace conversations. But now we have access to it. We have the ability to learn from the mistakes of others on a huge scale in order to uh, make just better decisions for ourselves. That's for my generation in any generation, but definitely the generation that came up around that time frame. The third thing I can say is TikTok and how TikTok celebrates or encourages other people to share their relationship through song, dance, skits. Couples on TikTok, I'm telling you, they are winning. I can't give you the statistics, you know, how many joint accounts versus single accounts uh, are on TikTok and which percentage of those are successful. I have no idea or no clue. But if you scroll on TikTok long enough, you will come across quite a few couples doing their thing and is celebrating couples and unity and and love and commitment. You see happy couples. You don't see couples on TikTok really fighting and going at it right if they are it's a skit but it promotes the those positive images that are reinforced promotes 
promotes unity, promotes love and commitment, regardless of what's going on behind the scenes, right? We can always say it looks like this, but you don't know. It, it doesn't matter. This is the one, one social media platform that I can say that is encouraging or an encouragement to couples and for other couples. So those are my three. Number one, the access to the internet and the knowledge that it provided for parents raising children for in that generation. That's number one. Number two, the classroom being the television, right? The reality shows and talk shows. Uh, basically showing how dysfunctional people can be and identifying those characteristics and traits. And then number three, apps such as TikTok basically are seeing an explosion of couple accounts where the couple are happily participating in creating TikToks. Now, again, not to say any other uh, <laughs> any other group is doomed because it's not true. It's not true. But I can definitely say that the environment has been set for the younger generation to become more successful. Now, if what they do with it, who knows? Will, will they make it there? Who knows? At the end of the day, you know, we always have the older generation that is open and willing to, I guess, for lack of a better word, uh, talk down or maybe be negative or, you know, how they always say in my my generation, my parents before me, uh, and I'm pretty sure their parents always talked about how things are as good as they were in the back in the day or the music isn't as good as they were people aren't as good as they are and though that may be true we can at least celebrate the younger generation for taking the fruits of our labors and molding them paying attention to signs of toxic relationships and embracing positivity through social media And with that, I'm out. To get more in-depth coverage about this topic and others in a full-length form, become a subscriber by going to DaytonWhileBlackPodcast.com and click on subscription. See you on the other side.